Hi, and welcome to the show, Mind Your Business. I'm your host, Raj Bogan. This show is all about business owners and their stories. So that's where they came from, what inspired them, and what got them started. But also, what have been the highs and lows of their journey? And of course, what are the key lessons and takeaways that we can all learn from? So today, I've got uh, Daniel Wickens on the show, who is the Managing Director of PB Cloud Solutions. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, Raj. Thanks for having me on. You're really welcome. appreciate it. And um, Daniel, why don't you tell us um, what, what do you do? What, what, what is PB Cloud Solutions all about? What do you offer? Yeah, so essentially, we offer a full range of telecom solutions to businesses. So that could be startups through to established SMEs. Yeah. Um, so it includes things like cloud-based phone systems or, or VoIPs, another terminology for that. Yeah. Um, standing for voice over internet protocol, um, as well as mobiles and internet. They're kind of our core areas. Um, and it's like a business community anywhere in the UK. And we're, we're all about sort of cutting out the jargon and, and making it a lot more simpler for businesses to understand. And um, I'm sure most listeners can tell from your accent. I'm I'm, in, I'm from Yorkshire, from Leeds, but you're you're not. Are you? Where are you based? I'm a bit further south than you, so I'm based down in Kent, down the southeast. <laughs> and um, so you you're the managing director, but um, you you were a partner for a while, but you've just take you just bought your business partner, haven't you? Tell us a little bit about that. That's right. Yeah. So this whole opportunity came about initially through through networking. Um, so I met my what was a fairly short period, you know, a couple of years period of uh, having a business partner. Um, he'd started the business up prior to me getting involved. I got mm. involved with him afterwards. Um, and then it's kind of been a, a bit of a whistle-stop tour to, uh, yeah, as of towards the end of last year, uh, the opportunity to buy him out and take over the company in full. So it's been an exciting journey. Good stuff. Good on you. Um, and how long have, were you, have you been part of the PB Cloud Solutions and when did you join? Yeah, so the company set up in March 2020. Um, I came on board in the March 21. Okay. Um, so we've been up, yeah, sort of just over two, we're looking at two, two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, uh, nearly. Well, around yeah, there. Three, isn't it? Yeah. Nearly coming up yeah. three, yeah, coming up three years this year, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been a, been quite a ride. Um, initially, it was kind of, it was as a bolt onto another income stream. Um, but when I saw that, yeah, I saw what some of these systems are capable of. I got more and more passionate about it and more thought, oh, this is exciting. Um, and it's kind of gone from there, really. And what was what was the other income stream you're doing before? And what was before you joined? Yeah, so background prior to all this used to be accountancy. Um, gradually working oh. my way out of that. Um, got involved with utility warehouse. I was doing a lot of the sort of the household utilities. Yeah. Um, as well as some commercial energy. So that was kind of the other income streams I had. Um, I'll say some still passively have. Um, but then when say things got a bit more excited with PB Cloud Solutions. I thought, right, let's, let's put some more focus onto this and, uh, yeah, steer this forward in the direction we want. And so what? that's quite a dramatic change. What was your, what sort, I mean, accountancy can cover so many things. What were you doing before? Was it your own business? Were you working for someone else? And how long were you doing that? Sure. So I was, I sort of worked my way up to sort of management accountant within a within a company internally. Right. Um, and I've started doing a little bit of freelance on top once or when I was, well, now he'd be 13 this year, but our eldest son when he was born, because um, the wife had sort of you know, cut back on work. It's like, right, we need some more income here. So I started doing some some freelance sort of bookkeeping side of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, primary sort of management accounting internally. I never worked in a practice. Um, it's all always internal positions. Okay. And um, what happened? Was it just you'd got sick of the industry? Was it what was the reason you wanted to to move then? I think I'd have a bit of a wake up call. Uh, I think we, you know, we touched on this a few weeks ago when we spoke. And um, I say my eldest son, he's 13 this year, but at 10 and a half months, he had a bleed on the brain. 
Um, and it, and that gave me a serious wake up call. And I thought, well, actually, I've not, I've not been enjoying what I'm doing. It's yeah. it didn't feel like the right the right role for me anymore. I've done it for about 13 years, sort of full time. Yeah. Um, and from then I thought, right, we need, we need to find something else. Um, and you know, thankfully, obviously, you know, he came through. So he turns 13 this year. He's doing really well. But that Brilliant. was that's been that's been the real drive for you know seeking out. Okay, where can we find an opportunity that a gives me the flexibility around around the kids and the family. Yeah. Um. Plus, obviously, you know, providing a, you know, a financial security net around them as well. Um. So it's uh, yeah. I feel like I've, I found I feel like I found the right place now with with this business and the telecoms industry. Um, Brilliant. It's quite it's quite a change, isn't it? I don't, I don't hear too many um people go f- from sort of accounting to that, but um I'm but also what you do hear a lot of is uh, kids really do ch- circumstances and particularly with kids um can really change people's outlook on on things like I was an employed um mortgage insurance broker what I do now um and it was only pretty much after our first child was born our daughter was born I was starting to think about actually I think self-employment would be better for me give me more flexibility I didn't set my own business then um, went to work for yeah. someone else employed, but it, same reasons for you. Well, different, not in terms of it wasn't an illness, but in just terms of the flexibility you need for family life. I think it's um, it can help. Although having said that, I joke with a lot of business owners. We we all look for that kind of flexibility and freedom. But actually, then we we start doing it, we realise we don't have that much freedom. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, you end up working even more sometimes, don't you? But I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, so exactly, that's it. Um, just so that's where you've got to come back, you know, from then. Um, what have been you've talked about buying out your business partner, um, but what have been some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome on your journey? Um, I think it's been yeah, there's been times of employment being in sort of hostile environments along the way. Um, obviously, yeah, obviously the uh, the, the family life there with with what my son went through. Um, that was probably the biggest obstacle we ever having in our lifetime. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. It's uh, but. Yeah, it's easy. You know, he continues to inspire us. Um, obstacle wise, you know, there's lots of. It's keeping up to date with the telecoms industry these days. It's quite a fast paced world and changes quite drastically. Yeah. Um. So it's sort of keeping on keeping on top of that and you know, trying to get through the obstacles that way in a sense that way. Um. Which I think is where we've kind of developed the portfolio quite nicely now. We've I look at the solution we had when I first started working with PV Cloud Solutions to to what we got now. It's like well, it's yeah, it's quite a difference. Um, what, what and, can you uh, elaborate on that? What sort of, from a technical point, of view, what 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 is the difference? What what is the products changing or offering? Yeah, a lot of product changing. Yeah, so one of our we've got we've got a portfolio of vendors we can use, which keeps puts us in quite a, a unique position where we're not sort of tied to one or two vendors. Although we've got the sort of the core ones we tend to do most with. Um, the initial solution we had was very much a, a set price for the initial license. But by the time you start bolting on additional features, suddenly you've got extra costs involved. Yeah. Whereas with the latest feature we've we've now got in the portfolio, it's everything out of the box for one set price, and it's very affordable for from a startup through to you know established SME on a or a cost per user basis. Um, we've touched on this as we came on the call, um, that in that particular solution, hosted solution, all cloud based, you've got the voice element for your phone calls, you've got yeah. video conferencing, you've got a web. Uh, web chat feature if you've got a WordPress website, which most businesses do, um, as well as an instant messaging, plus a whole host of other features, um, which is all compatible across yeah, your laptop, your smartphone, all the rest of it. Um, it's Amazing. It's constantly developing, which is brilliant. Are you allowed to say on here what the price of that is? 
Yes, we're looking at £12.50 plus VAT per user per month. That's not bad, is it? Not bad at all. So, and it's, uh, yeah, includes includes a, a package of minutes as well for your outbound calls. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's a real good value product. Fantastic. Well, if you're listening, people, have a get in touch with Daniel if you're, uh, if you're interested in any of this. Um, we'll be providing details in the show notes um, of how you can get in touch with him. Um, so that you mentioned some of the obstacles, obviously, with your son being a massive thing and um, changing careers and, and getting into business with someone else, then buying them out. What would you say have been some of the high points then along your journey? And you can mention, obviously, it's focused on business, but you can mention anything in life as well or your, your previous career. Yeah, cool. No, I've, it's been quite, I've been, been quite fortunate in many ways for life, you know. On a personal level, growing up, we, we were quite fortunate to get to race cars for a bit of a bit of a hobby, um, which was good fun, right. uh, and won a won a championship in during that time. Um, I think the high point of you know coming back to the family, you know, from from where my son was um, after you know after the bleed to, to where he is now is you know extremely inspiring. Yeah. Um, I think you know, the other high point is you know the the opportunity that's kind of presented itself through networking. Um, to sort of get involved, essentially freelance to start with, with PB Cloud Solutions to sort of three years later taking it over. Um, it's, it's quite a high, quite a high point. I say it's it's uh, certainly a, a business I found is I feel like I found my place now. Yeah. Um, after a bit of a search and sort of you know dabbling in, I say, well, thirteen years in accountancy, it's given me a, a bit of a, a good head for business in terms of the numbers, which uh, some people have said it gives me a bit of a head start in some ways. Um. But uh, I think so. Business-wise, certainly, yeah, taking over the company has been a, a massive hire. No, well, well done to you. And um, the, obviously, this show is listen-only, um, even though we're recording it on on Zoom. But obviously, people can't see him. And, and as Daniel's talking about, he's a big smile on his face. So I know he's, I know he's not just saying it. He's generally happy in what he's doing, which is fantastic. Um, it's, you mentioned networking there. Obviously, that's how we've met through FSB networking. Tell us a bit. Is that one of your main? sources of how you get business and tell us a bit of how you know how often are you networking and is it online offline thanks yeah i'm doing doing, doing a combination of both to, to be fair um i mean fsb has been a big part of it and it was an fsb event that i met peter my you know the original business partner um yeah. for an fsb event so fsb has been a key part of the journey um and i think with that it gives me opportunity to network all up down the country you know had it not been for for that we wouldn't have met which was, which yeah, exactly. Right, um, and it's given us that customer base through through you know the lot of the online networking that now our customer base ranges from Cornwall up to North Yorkshire, um, mm-hmm. just purely through pure networking. So I mean, FSB plays a part in that. Uh, member of BNI as well. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's a, a couple of others do you know your business world um, for a guy I met through networking. Um, joined his his group as well. Is that a local um, one to you? It's an online one, so he runs a, a guy behind it. Runs it's more sort of business support organisation that runs networking events. Um, so he's right. he's all so it's all all online. He's he's starting to do some face to face stuff around the sort of Midlands area. What was it called? World World Business. Uh, your Your Business World. Your Business World. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, so do that one, and then there's a, another free one I do on a Wednesday called GenNet. Um. So in total, I'm probably looking at four or five networking events per week. All right, that's it. Yeah, so it's, it can be pretty full on, but it's been rewarding. You know, that's where a big part of our business has come from. 
Yeah. Um, so it's definitely staying as part of our strategy for 2024 and, on, and onwards. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. And just sort of moving on then. So um, you mentioned the high points. What would you? What would your advice be to others, um, either in business, starting out, or just thinking of setting a business? What are your top three tips um, in business and, and in life in general for succeeding? Picking up on you know our journey of the you know, the life's too short message. Um, so sort of don't waste time doing something that's just paying the bills. You know, find something you're passionate about uh, and gives you more than you know more than just money. Um, so that'd be number one, I'd say. Number two, yeah, you know, sort of rolls into rolls into number two, I guess, is find something you're passionate about and and find a way of commercialising it. Yeah. And um, that, that you can make money from that. Um, because you know if you're passionate about it, it it doesn't feel like work anymore. It's it's bringing in bringing in the bucks uh, and number three you know find a way of keeping yourself organized uh, and automate tasks wherever you can um so that's something we've i've put into place this year with our invoicing you know rather than being a manual process it's mm. it's all automated um which is going to save loads of time yeah definitely have you uh at this point is it <clears throat> do you always try to automate something first and then if you can't do that do you ever outsource tasks or do you just do it you end up doing it at this stage um at this stage, it's it's I either automate or end up doing it myself at this stage. But um, you know, as as things develop on, there'll be stuff we we'll look to outsource for sure. Yeah, good stuff. And um, you talked about there about um, you know, obviously you're happy in what you're doing now. You've got a passion for it. What do you think it is about what you're doing and the industry and that make that you find you know why you're passionate about it? Is it is it because of the control and the freedom you've got, perhaps? Um, what do you think definitely, it is definitely yeah it's definitely some control and the freedom there and, and that ability where I've not had before of you know even leading up to you know the, the journey we've had with, with people cloud solutions is that flexibility of okay right that solution's not the right fit for us anymore let's let's look to develop so there's always ways to developing things um, and kind of what got me hooked on the business was the element of excitement over what these systems can do and how hmm. much they can streamline the process for a business regardless where they're working from uh, and re regardless where their workforce are. Um, so I think there's the excitement of how fast the work does, how fast-paced telecoms can be yeah. um, and, and sort of keeping keeping up with it. It's, uh, I guess, in the limit, it comes back to, you know, my, my days around a racetrack is like, yeah, the fast-paced world, like, right, it's it, yeah, ch chasing, keeping up with the trends um, in a sense in business now. Um yeah, because I imagine it must be a constant technology industry. It's constant innovation, constantly yeah. things updating, com companies competing, you know, with each other with new products, etc. So it's how how do you stay on? Um, how do you keep up with it all? Like, how do you know what's the best you know products out there? Is it, is there someone helping you with that? Or so a lot of it we've we've partnered with some great wholesale partners. Okay. Um, that deliver, deliver a lot of our solutions and the, the latest solution we sort of touched on earlier on I had some exposure to that a bit earlier on than we actually got it on board because I knew the sales director from a past life so that's quite interesting oh, we right. both we've neither of us were in telecoms when we knew each other many <laughs> years ago and we both ended up in telecoms and he's now the sales director for the company we use yeah, the, the, the solution we're now providing as a core core area of our business um I think that that solution itself is you know, they're constantly keeping up with the changes. Whereas others we've seen we've had the solution on board. It's like you're falling behind with the times a little bit, yeah, quite quickly because you know in even the space of two years. Um, so 
partnering with the right companies that are keeping up with the trends. Um, there's various exhibitions uh, throughout the years. There's a big one I'm planning on going to next month in, at uh, the NEC in Birmingham, um, which is probably one of the biggest events for the for the industry. I can sort of yeah, do a bit of a tour around, see what's going on with you know yeah. the competition and what's what's going on in the market, and uh, just, yeah, doing what we can to keep businesses connected with uh, a lot of the changes going on board. And so you know, if you've put a client, a customer on a certain product package, etc. Um, is that contract for a certain length of time, like you would with a mobile phone contract? And at the end, are you then saying to them, "Look, actually, there's some new products, new technology coming out. It might be worth a change into that." Is that how you typically do it? Is it annual yeah, contract? Is it every two or three years? How, what's the what's the norm? Yeah, so typically it's normally about a 24 month contract. If there's hardware involved and we're spreading the cost of that, it might turn it into a 36 month contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have got an element of flexibility with that. And a great example recently was a company we've taken on or moved across, we say, from another solution with us. Um, I've given them a 12-month period because of where their business is planned on going in the next 12 months. There's a possibility that solution is not right for them in 12 months' time. Okay. Um, in their particular instance, it's because they're planned on, there's a lot of uh, plans for international growth. So right. it might be that the call volume for international calls doesn't fit that package. So yeah, I've said, yeah. look, Let's be flexible with you. Let's you know put it on a twelve month, and we'll see where it is in twelve months' time. Because if the call volume gets to this stage where it's you know ridiculously high to an extent, um, we've got another solution we could put them on. But the base point for that is a lot more expensive than they're starting off on. So it's right. saving the money in the short term, where we can sort of see where they lie. So it's flexibility to it. Um, similar to our mobile contracts, that can be anything over 12, 24 months. Yeah. Perfect. And sorry, I don't know if I've, I don't know if you mentioned already. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just give a quick. Did you give a quick rundown of what the services you offer? Maybe did it at the beginning, did we? That's fine. Yeah. We, so essentially, there's hosted voice or VoIP, cloud phone systems. There's a few terminologies for it, which is uh, keeps it keeps it on the size. Uh, that's probably a big. That's the biggest part of our business. Um, in addition to that, there's mobiles, so we can do a SIM only contract or with a handset. Um, and with that, we've got access to three of the major networks. So it's O2, Vodafone, and EE. Mm-hmm. Um, and just touching on something there, we've got quite a unique proposition where we've got, a, you know, we can mix and match between the networks. We can also move people penalty free. So touching on your point a little while ago with the contract terms, if someone starts off on O2 and actually a few months down the line they've moved property, suddenly it's not so good in that area. We can move them across to one of the other networks mm-hmm. um, within that within that contract penalty free, which is which is pretty cool. Um, then anything internet related, so it could be a fiber broadband solution, could be a lease yeah. line, um, could be a mobile broadband solution. We've got a few opportunities at the minute where people are moving to rented or rented offices where they're not allowed to drill holes in the walls for broadband, so we can look at a, a four or five G connection. Oh, right, okay. Um, so they've sort of yeah, keep keep the landlord happy, but they've still got their connectivity at the same time. Um, and I'm assuming all your solutions are it's. Purely for business and commercial customers, not for personal use, is it? That's a, yeah, exactly. That's our big target. There's a couple who've done a, if they've been beat, you know, decent sized business clients, they want a little bit of something at home, we can do something, but primarily, oh, right. yeah, we're, we're B2B. Yeah. And okay. um, yeah, so and then we've got a, an IT company we're working with locally down here where we can offer a bit of IT into the package as well. Brilliant stuff. Well, it's all, it sounds really exciting stuff. Um, I think it's, um, you know, you're making a real good fist of it, and um, good luck with the future. What What are your plans for the future in terms of is it, is there growth? Is it just 
staying where you are or what, what do you what do you prefer to do obviously you've got to balance it with your family life like you say yeah exactly there's yeah plans for massive growth um there's some audacious goals this year and uh we, you know work off like working with a business coach as well to to sort of help me keep me on track and accountable good um but yeah massive plans for growth um you know we're, we're far from sitting still and uh you know down the line is yeah look be in a position where we can you know look at taking on people brilliant uh, and, and growing a growing a team as well um <laughs> essentially so yeah big 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 plans well well i'll be definitely watching the journey and good luck with it all daniel um just to finish off then i just want to talk about outside of business so how how important to you are sort of passions and interests outside of business and uh, i think you've already mentioned one or two but what are yours oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very important and I, this is where you know since taking out the business i've had to be a bit more disciplined because like we touched on yeah you, you go for the freedom of being self-employed and you find yourself working all hours um so it's i'm trying to you know try to be more disciplined with my downtime and uh you know essentially it's it's time with the family and friends is is a big thing for me yeah and um you know sort of comes back to you know family is the main reason we're doing what we're doing and uh we've got some really good close friends that we try and meet up with pretty much you know on a weekly basis and uh in addition to that i love love a bit of motorsport um so formula one formula one and and british touring cars are two of my favorite ones to watch and uh sort of fulfilled a tick off the list last year we went and attended a, a British touring car event at Brands Hatch as a, as oh, a nice. present from present from parents last year, which was nice. So and then they're they're seriously loud cars in person. And um, have you been to a Formula One event before? No, no, it's definitely on the bucket list. Nice um, to to attend one of them. So yeah, maybe you know, maybe, maybe but, we can tighten with a business trip. Uh, are you thinking Silverstone, the British Grand Prix, or would you? And there's some really nice ones overseas, aren't there as well? Yeah, I'd I'd love to do an overseas one. To be fair, um, I yeah, actually Monaco would be a dream one. Yeah, yeah it's a, <laughs> it, prestige, yeah, environment. But uh, I'd have to have. A, I was trying to think. There was another one that did come up. I try. It's, it's gone out of my mind now. Which which track it was? But uh, yeah, it, it'd be a, an a, an abroad one. I think ideally, um, yeah, Silverstone would be nice to do for the environment. But I've I've been there in the days when we were sort of doing a bit of club racing and. The viewpoints aren't as aren't as good. Yeah, I know oh, from, right, okay. the, Formula, the Formula One you tend to have the big screens up as well, so you've just got the, the environment of being there. But uh... oh yeah, definitely, definitely make sure you get there at some point. Um, do you, what was I going to say? Do you have any favourite uh, drivers or even teams? You know, like uh, like you guess it's like who do you support sort of, sort of thing? Yeah, so it comes to Formula One. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I've been a Lewis Hamilton fan since he he, he stepped into it, and obviously yeah, he's had massive success. Um. And then touring car wise, um, my son actually started when we went to Brands Hatch last year. The, the team gave him a little; they were giving out flags. So suddenly, my son's got favourite for for Napier Racing uh, oh, in right. the touring cars, and uh, they happen to be the guys that won the championship as well this year. But uh, so um, nice. He waved, waved and, the flag for them. And have you, are you st- you said you did you were doing some racing yourself before? Are you still? When was the last time you did that yourself? It's quite scary. I look back now. So last season I did was two thousand and eight. Um, yeah. So it's something I started doing. I started racing minis round quarter of mile ovals when I was ten years old. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was I was caught up with some friends at the weekend. Actually, I was telling about a story when we we went to we was helping the owner where we could we have a bit of he was sort of redoing the track essentially. And uh, it was a lunch break, and Dad's got his company car there. He's like. 
do I take it for a drive around the track? So, yeah, go on then. And, Ten uh, years old. <laughs> and I was about yeah, I think I was probably about twelve, thirteen at this point. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, yeah, take this company car around the track and uh hopefully they're not listening. But uh, it's been many, many years since, so um but and the owner said to me, what would you have done if you pranged it? He said, I'd got you to tow it outside onto the road and we'd get it recovered from there. But, uh, <laughs> but, but fortunately, that didn't right, happen. So fortunately, we kept it in one piece. But uh, yeah, so race minis for about five, six years. Um, then went into what they referred to as uh, hot rods. Uh, so essentially, it was a, a Clio chassis, yeah, sort of Clio space frame, um, all fiberglass, all light as anything. And it was, yeah, a quick, quick motor motor. Um, and then we've done two seasons on the on the circuits like Brandsat, Silverstone, Racing Fiestas, which was uh, which was great fun. But uh, yeah, a lot of money, a uh, lot of money spent, and it kind of got to that point. It's like right, okay, I can carry on doing this, or we can get we can grow up a little bit and start saving from, <laughs> sa- saving to move out my parents. Um, so uh, yeah, the white, the you know, not fun to go back into for it. that option. I'd love to get back out there one day. Yeah, it's definitely on the list of. Once we can get to the point, yeah, of, of uh, get ourselves in position to. Um, I was catching up with an old friend a little while, but a couple of years back, and about what he's racing. I said, well, "What's the budget there?" And it's like, "That sounds that could be could be feasible." Yeah. But that goes, I ain't doing, I ain't being your mechanic again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so, what was the? Um, you said you won something at the beginning of the show. I think you, said, you mentioned you. <clears throat> excuse me. You won tournament or championship? Yeah. So we. Yeah, we was racing. So when I was fifteen, uh, racing the minis, why well, I won the points championship for the club, um, which was a which was a great thing. And awesome. there was, I'm trying not to stay bitter about this. I've kind of got over it years ago. But uh, we almost won the British championship as well. Um, oh. But there was a bit of a uh, bit of cheating going on by someone else. But hey, it's oh, no. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, the points was good. Um, and then uh, yeah, it's all all good stuff, all good fun. But uh, cool. got to grow up, one, grow up one day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't don't. I mean, you know, it sounds like you you got a keen interest in, and you know, like I said, it's really important. So don't uh, try and get yourself out there, and uh, you can get back to. I'll definitely get to a to a Grand Prix, F F one Grand Prix. Absolutely, well, um, Daniel. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, um, and um, really interesting finding out about your journey and your business, and and you know, it's how it's progressing and. I'll, you know, I'm sure we'll be definitely giving you, uh, <clears throat> we're watching your journey now as you, as you grow through time 24 and beyond. And I wish you all the best with it. And um, thank you very much for coming on. And to the listeners, thank you very much for listening. Take care. All the best.